Hey friends, my name is Becky Kopitsky, and this is the Inspired Business Podcast, where we talk all about how to earn a God-honoring income from your creative work so that you can serve more people in less time and sustain your message financially. In this show, you'll discover smart and biblically sound strategies for growing your reach, promoting your content, honing your craft, and building a business that's based on your top priorities of family and faith. Together, we're going to boost your influence and your income so you can keep changing the world one conversation at a time. I am so glad you're here. Hi, everybody. Happy mid-December. This time of year is so precious and yet so, so busy. Can you relate to that? In my household right now, it's Christmas program season. Our older daughter plays percussion in her high school band, so the band concert was last weekend. Now, this coming weekend... My whole family is volunteering for our church's big live nativity event. The coordinators are expecting thousands of people, and we Kapitskis are looking forward to being a part of the acting team this year. Our job in Bethlehem is to sell rabbits and guinea pigs for stew. Doesn't that sound delicious? (laughs) Well, not really, of course. Nobody is actually buying rabbits, and of course, nobody is skinning them for stew. That would be really traumatic for all the little children in attendance, but naturally it's all for show. But my 12-year-old is really looking forward to hanging out with live rabbits and chickens and sheep and camels inside the church for a couple of days. It's so much fun. And besides that big event, we've got some other Christmas parties and youth group activities. They're all thrown in there, so it's a busy time of year, and I'm guessing you can relate to that. I'll bet that your schedule is packed more than usual, too. In fact, I know a lot of content creators who just quiet down this time of year and they take time off from blogging or podcasting or marketing. And that can be a healthy boundary because family and faith, those are our priorities. So it makes sense to slow down a bit and to focus more on the people we love and the people we can impact in our, in our communities as we celebrate Jesus during the Christmas season. And then if you're a planner like me, you're probably also already looking ahead to what you want to accomplish in the new year. If a digital product or an online course is a part of your plan, either during this season or in 2023, then this episode is going to encourage you because I know how it feels to play that tug of war between the desire to slow down for a holiday break and then the excitement or even the unsettled feeling of creating a vision for what comes after the break. So I want to suggest to you today that there is a way to do both to slow down and to ramp up at the same time, and to get paid for it. If you have an idea right now that you want to pursue in the new year, or a product or a course you've been working hard at building, and you just need to cut back for the holidays, but you don't want to lose momentum, did you know you don't actually have to create that product before you sell it? This is called pre-selling or beta testing. They're actually two related but slightly different concepts. So let's break them down. Let's go over beta testing first. Beta testing is done before you launch your product to a widespread audience. Like the name suggests, it's a test run. A beta test involves inviting a limited number of people to experience and test your product as you're creating it. You would typically consider offering them a steep discount, like 50% off, in exchange for their feedback and their patience. 
because they're going to gain access to your product incrementally as you finish building each section. And this is especially effective for online courses. So here are some benefits of beta testing. First of all, you get paid to create your product. There's no need to wait until it's done to earn money. Beta testing can help cover the costs of the time and the tools that are needed to build the product in the first place. And then secondly, you can get feedback from real customers as they go through your program. Then you can incorporate that feedback into your product as you build it before it's launched to a wider audience to make sure that it's the best product it can be. And then finally, you'll get testimonials from your beta users that you can then use on your sales page when you launch. The first time I ran a beta test, it was for a program for moms called The Cranky Mom Fix, which incidentally became the topic of my second book. The live program came first. I invited my subscribers to enroll in a beta run of the course. I capped participation at 25 people. Your beta test doesn't need to have 25 people. It could have three people. It could have 10 people. It's entirely up to you. And then my 25 people paid half of what I charged for the program later. So when they enrolled, I only had one lesson done and it was ready for them to experience, but it was only one. And there were multiple lessons to come down the road. Now, this was a live training program. So we met on Zoom and I created a series of worksheets or handouts to supplement the live sessions. So I went into this program thinking, hey, these are busy moms. My audience just really wants to scratch the surface and get some quick wins, but not a lot of homework because they don't have a lot of time. But I was wrong. It turns out they really wanted to go deep, to search the Bible for more details on each of the topics that we were exploring. And they wanted a guide that would help them align their private Bible study time with the content that they were learning in our live sessions. So I ended up creating a far more in-depth workbook than I had planned on, and that was to accompany those live trainings. I was so grateful for their feedback because I would not have known that this was the direction my customers wanted to go unless I'd invited beta testers to help shape the product, and they made it better. So about a year later, when a publisher took notice and gave me a chance to turn my program into a book, I already had the discussion question sections written because they were based on the in-depth questions that I prepared for my beta testers in the live program. So beta testing can really help ensure that your product is serving your customer the way they want to be served. So now let's talk about how to acquire beta testers. How do you get folks to agree to be a part of your test process? Well, first of all, I recommend sending emails to targeted customers or people that you know will fit your ideal customer avatar, the people, the type of person that you wanna reach, and then invite them personally to participate. Or if you don't really have a handful of people in mind, you could just email your whole list about this opportunity and then explain that you're only taking five or 10 people or whatever your capacity is. But secondly, it's important to note that you do not need to create a complete sales page at this point. You can simply explain the offer verbally or through an email or in a really simple sign-up page. But you do want to create a checkout page, though, so that your beta users can pay for the program, even though it's at a discount. And then how should you deliver your product to your beta testers? 
Well, first of all, try to have the first lesson or unit completed, like I mentioned I had done. Make that ready for your beta users to experience when they sign up, because this just helps them to generate interest, and it starts the motivation, it, it starts the momentum, it makes them feel like they're getting something for the money that they just paid, because they can dive right in. This isn't a hard rule, by the way. I mean, you could get signups without having anything prepared to share them, but it helps if you have even just that first lesson loaded and ready. And then create a method for your beta users to submit feedback, whether that's through email or through a Google form. You want to have a process in place where you can review their feedback on a regular basis. And then keep in touch with your beta users through email or Voxer or whatever method is going to be best for you and alert them whenever a new lesson or a portion of your product is available. And then once that product is fully complete, then ask your beta users for a testimonial. And then use these comments on your sales page for when you launch your product to the general public. This is key and it's a huge advantage of beta testing, those testimonials. Okay, that's beta testing. Now let's talk through pre-selling. Pre-sales are effective at generating excitement over a product, especially if you're offering a limited quantity. But in this case, you wouldn't necessarily have your product done or ready for people to take advantage of right away. You're just telling them it's going to be available on this date, but you can buy it now at this date. So if you want to ensure that you're going to get a certain number of buyers, you can offer your product either at a discount or with a special bonus for anyone who purchases the completed product before its launch date. This is different from beta testing because you're not dripping the content little by little as you complete each section of your product or program. You're actually going to release everything all at once, but not until a certain date in the near future. And the benefit for the buyer is that they'll get your product for a special deal or with a special bonus simply for being an early bird customer. The benefit for you is a guaranteed quantity of sales. In the case of a book sold on Amazon, pre-sales are critical to placing in the bestseller rankings. So that's actually a really common practice for authors who are selling books. But now note that even if you offer a pre-sale, you can still move on to do a full launch when your product becomes available widespread. So depending on your product and your audience, it's probably going to be wise to do both, a pre-sale and then a launch on the launch date of your product. Authors certainly do both of these things for their books. Pre-selling just helps you generate buzz and income even before the product is finished or available to the general public. So that wraps up two specific ways to get paid to create your product. I hope this gets your wheels turning and, and helps give you something to look forward to in the weeks and the months ahead. So for more details on how to create and sell a digital product, hey, check out my free masterclass. It's at theinspiredbusiness.co slash register. It's all about how to create and sell a digital product without feeling stupid, salesy, or sacrilegious. I'll put that link in the show notes for your convenience. So have a great rest of your day, everybody, and I will see you back here next week for another episode of the Inspired Business Podcast. God bless you. Well, everyone, I am so grateful that you chose to tune into the Inspired Business Podcast today. If this episode blessed you, would you please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to access your favorite shows? When you let other people know that this podcast is worth checking out, that helps me to help more people like you and me, content creators, to serve people, to earn money that's God-honoring 
and to change the world with our content. That's what we're all about here at The Inspired Business. And I am so glad that we're walking this out together. I'll see you next time.